small village in the United Kingdom, which from a distance seems peaceful and inviting, the kind of place you might like to live in. But take a closer look, and you will find this is a village in crisis. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of A Village in Crisis with me, Neil McDermott, joined as ever and as you might expect by Lily Phillips. There's a twist though, isn't there, Lee? Because this week our Swedish pizza and ice cream mogul is not on the archipelago island of Bleda, but he's here with me in person on the beautiful island of Corfu. For all listeners, he's topless. No, he's not. He's put a top on. When I wrote this, he was topless and so was I. So that's a sexy little mental picture for you all. Uh, anyway, Lee, you and I have spent the last 24 hours together. Uh, but for the benefit of our listeners, how are you and what's been going down? Uh, well, Neil, thank you for that lovely intro. I'm here in Corfu with you. And uh, <laughs> yeah, we're on holiday together. We just checked into a, well, yesterday we checked into a lovely Grecian villa here in Corfu, with a view of Albania, no less, the coast of, so to speak. What's your take on the coast of Albania? Uh, It's beautiful. Uh, I don't know why they want to leave. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I'll just say to the listeners, we are in a villa full of holiday makers who could not give two shits that we are recording this podcast. We're sharing a microphone. So we've had to put on put it on a different setting. I won't bore you with the technicalities because I don't understand them. But there's going to be some background noise. There might even be people coming up and saying to Lee, Papa, or saying to me, Daddy. <laughs> and we shall ignore those people. Lee, have you been ripped off by a car hire company in the last 24 hours? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Fully ripped off without any. Uh, I'll tell you what happened. We got our luggage. We went through Corfu International Airport. Uh, There was a guy there standing there with a board with our name on it. And we said, yes, that's me, Mr. Phillips. And he said, "Okay, jump in the car. I said, that car won't fit all of us. We're five people. He said, "Okay, you come with me. Hold on. So what this was to get the car. The car hire company was off. To take, base. OK, so take you from the airport to your hire car. Yeah, to the hire car uh, offices and car park. And he said, oh, well, you come with me. And obviously that went down like a lead balloon with the people that uh, were left behind. Uh, that's my wife and children. <laughs> it was about 34 degrees. He drove us. He drove me and my daughter, Indy, actually, to the offices. The woman who was working there they were very friendly she was like oh you're going to get a jeep renegade i looked out there and i went great there's plenty of room in there and i feel pretty rock and roll uh she wanted an 800 800 euro deposit 800 that's not what you told me no but i'm gonna get to that point so if you let me finish my sentence okay yeah yep just enjoy your aperol spritz i will uh she said 800 euros uh, as a holding deposit and I was I was expecting something like that. I thought it was a bit steep. Right. But I thought, whatever, I'll put it on the American Express. Uh, she put it into the machine and it said uh, there was no 
contact with the bank. So she tried another uh, credit read card reader. So there was still no uh, contact with the bank and I'd have to pay with another credit card. Mm-hmm. And I said, I don't have another credit card. It's the only one I have. You're Amex all the way, aren't you? I'm American Express or, all the way. Or because, um, and I like this term, Lee has been Swedifiled. Um, he um, he now speaks English with an American, well, kind of hybrid Swedish-American <laughs> um, tongue. So he doesn't say Amex, he says Amex. Uh, also, when we were talking about the terrible Wi-Fi connection in our villa earlier, I said we need to be close to the router. And he said, that is incorrect, Neil. We need to be close to the router. <laughs> <laughs> and then argued until he was blue in the face that that was how you pronounced router and then looked it up and was wrong. No, what I did was we were playing music on the uh, on the speaker in the living room of the villa. And I then went onto Google Translate mm-hmm. and put router in as Swedish, translated to English. Yeah. And then press the audio button and it came out as it was the music cut off and then it went router. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, Lee, how much did you pay for your car above the odds? Uh, No, well, basically, I had to use my debit card, my MasterCard, and the deposit then went down to 400 euros. But I would have to take their car insurance for 200 euros, which I wasn't getting back. And as soon as she said that to me, I knew I was being stitched up. Yeah. But she also know, knew she had me over a barrel, basically, because she said, if you don't like it, you can, of course, cancel, cancel this booking. OK. She knew that that cancellation would obviously mean that I'd probably lose what at least half of what I paid for the car already up front. And I'd already paid for insurance through rental cars. Uh, or I could just pay it and get the car right there and then. Yeah. Because nobody wants a delay to the holiday once you've landed. You'll accept a delay this, the side that is taking off. Like if you get on the plane, they say, oh, sorry, it's 45 minutes. You go, oh, well, it's a pisser, but I'll take it. Yeah. But once you get this side, once you're in Greece, you don't want any delays. No, I mean, you accept that there's going to be a little wait for, say, going through customs, getting your bags. Yeah. But I'll tell you what, I didn't show my passport once on this trip, getting here. Not to anybody. Bullshit. No. No, there are four people here that will back me up. I didn't show it to anybody. Well, did the others have to show theirs? No, nobody showed theirs. What? So when you came through passport control at Corfu Airport? I didn't go through passport control. We came off the plane. A bus was waiting for us. Yeah. It drove us 20 metres. To the terminal. To the terminal. Yeah. We walked through the terminal, got our bags, walked through customs. So you there walked past no- those two gates? There was no passport control. There was nobody checking passports. There wasn't even an, a, a bit for that. Well, and you didn't show it when you left uh, Sweden? No. I went up, put my code into the machine for the booking reference number, mm-hmm. printed out the uh, boarding passes, and that's the only thing I showed. We went through Fast Track because I had an RMX. <laughs> <laughs> but when you get to the gate of the plane, that's when they check your passport. Nice. No. But the uh, just glad to get you out of the country, I suppose. Everybody, <laughs> nobody showed their passports. Just put the uh, QR code on the bar on the uh, boarding pass onto the card reader, and the gate opened. We got on the plane. I'll update the listeners once I speak to Lee's family 
uh, later post podcast airplane yards outside at the moment but i'll update the listeners on how truthful that has been maybe lee's just not being paying attention he's probably not trusted with his own passport his wife probably carries it for him no i'm the guy that carries everybody's passports <laughs> dishes them out and then collects them as soon as you're through the gate but on this occasion i never had to dish them out it was only boarding passes okay so long story short with the car rental company I what I also did was I told them whilst we were sorting it out, they could send the driver back. Yeah, because he was outside having a fag. Mm-hmm. Send them him back to go and pick up my wife and my other two daughters. Yeah. And they went, yeah, yeah, absolutely. We'll send him and pick him up. About half an hour later, uh, or 20 minutes or so, I got my other daughter to call my wife uh, to find out if she was being picked up. And I, no, she was furious, <laughs> still stood out in her hot smoggy airport arrivals terminal concourse i'd say so from the airport to where we're staying at the moment i'd say it's about an hour's drive by the time you got here i'd say not everyone had called off (laughs) (laughs) that is uh that's a fair assumption i also needed i also traveled in jeans and a Mm t-shirt um whilst every other loser was in shorts on the swedish side yeah and for by the time i got here i was i needed help peeling jeans <laughs> off me you were like ross from friends when he's yeah oh, the... totally totally but i'm also i'm a big believer of when you travel you've got to get it right clothing wise yeah do you believe it you just don't follow through of course i do because i did it i did it the correct way maybe i should have <laughs> like chinos on or something just jeans. Just shorts. Excuse the background noise there. You might have picked up a whoop. We don't know what that is, but it could have been from well, yesterday. One of these children saw the smallest gecko I've ever seen in the <laughs> toilet and absolutely lost their shit. Um, but, As you can imagine, there's not a lot of geckos. In <laughs> anyway, Lee, let's move on. I, I take my role as the guardian of the village in crisis very seriously. So I'm not just lounging around the pool getting bitten by mysterious insects like we all are no but i i before you carry on go on i think and i you know i hate to interrupt you no um i would like you to tell the listeners yeah how you uh your experience of driving here in corfu on the island of corfu has been you had a little incident yesterday didn't you i have found the whole experience petrifying Um, I'm driving. <laughs> I'd just like to say as well, after the second day, Neil had sent me a text with a little heads up saying, uh, heads up, Lee, uh, it's an absolute shit show getting in the car and it's terrifying. There are no rules. Uh, the lights don't work. People drive out in front of you willy nilly. People go across the road without looking, uh, yada, yada, yada. I found the whole thing exhilarating i thought it was so much fun driving along the coast to get to the villa where we're staying um it was it, I, I have an automatic at home and i haven't driven a manual for quite a while and i thought it was brilliant shifting gears as and when it took my fancy but neil you well i'll tell you my experience so i picked the car up which is a left-hand drive which is alien to me as a right-hand driver so picked that up at, at the airport because I didn't squint lightly. So I just 
picked the car up straight away from the airport. And then I... You probably played less than I did. (laughs) But I've got some little shit banger and you've got a Jeep. Yeah. Um, And then, so then I did a couple of uh, open the windows while trying to grab the gear sticks. Um, you know that that kind of panic. Oh. A few little kangaroo things while I while I got going, um, and then we got to the mountains and was chastised by my family for driving like I was in a rally. But <laughs> as you come into these hairpins, and they suddenly go up, you've got to drop it a few gears and res it as you come around the corner. Yeah. So you're actually you don't if wanna... you were by yourself, you'd be enjoying that. But when you've got your family on board, no, I'm totally not like that. I enjoyed it because my my family didn't enjoy it. Uh, the more squealing and my God, oh, my God, that was going on. Calm down, Dad. Like, stop, stop driving. So like, stop going in circles kind of thing. Yeah. I was like, That's the way the roads are built. There's well, nothing to there was no way of getting around it. But what I haven't told you is we witnessed an accident on the way here yeah. between two Greeks. So they got out and went mental. Out, and we were like the. It was us, two cars in front. They crashed into each other and we were the car behind. Um, so they were going mental at each other. And then after a little while, my daughter started feeling sick as a result of the hairpins and my driving. So we had to pull over on those roads. This is information <laughs> I haven't got, which just adds to what must have been so much stress for you. Yeah. Um, but after all that, we got to, I've been here an extra week with some better friends. So. <laughs> And closer, more fun, <laughs> more like happy-go-lucky times. So I got to the villa, had a debrief with the other driver of the other car who also said his heart must have been beating out of his body. Didn't really drive for that entire week because we're both mentally and emotionally scarred. <laughs> Driving to this villa yesterday um, took a wrong turn as a result of following too closely Google Maps instructions. Went down a single track road that was about a 35% incline and got to the bottom of it to be met by a dead end that was the gate to what I can only describe as a millionaire's estate. <laughs> um, then I tried to reverse back up the single track road until I could smell burning and thought I was going to burn my clutch out. Uh, then I had to roll back down to the bottom to the gate which I tried to open forcibly myself but couldn't because it was an electronic gate and high security so then I had to stand hollering up at where I assumed the villa would be in relation to this estate, um, screaming, hello, hello, can anyone help me? Hello. <laughs> and eventually uh, someone poked their head above a tree from a balcony and asked me what I wanted. And I said, I need you to open your gate so I can turn around. But because he was so rich, he's never done anything for anyone before. He suggested quite handily, can't you just reverse back up and I said I've tried that I'm burning my clutch out and he opened his gate I turned around and here we are now it's a beautiful story yeah um how are Tottenham getting on you were looking on your phone while I was telling that story so <laughs> well I've heard it before <laughs> and honestly I'm embarrassed for you like the, like a grown man in his 40s not being able to drive a car properly with his family in there but there's one I think my family must have like especially my kids must have come out got out of the car and gone dad's got this that that's a driver that's a man's skill I've been commended by my son on numerous occasions this week for my driving ability 
I don't know what to make of that. And I don't, I'm certainly not going to sit here and badmouth your son because I like him, but he ain't got a clue what he's talking about. Anyway, for those that have listened to the last two weeks' episodes, you'll know that we've had an egg thief in the village. Uh, Lee has suggested it was a starving family um, stealing to look after their brethren. Yeah, I'll stand by that. And listen, you've probably, got to go, you're, you've probably got information to the contrary, but go for it. And Aussie Joel... Uh, suggested it was more likely to be some little shits up to no good. Um, so the first post we're going to look and, and what we're doing today is we're going to have a little overview of the village because I've been keeping an eye on goings on while I've been away. Yeah. Um, so the first post we're going to look at gives an idea of, of what's been happening. It's William Weiner, Um and he says, had an egg attack on my property last night. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> mm, go on uh, wondering if anyone else on this estate has had any issues and this is the bit i love from this person yeah not sure if it was a personal message mm. or the troubles in the next village are reaching us currently going through cctv cctv footage of the yard so this lad or this bloke this person what was his name William Weiner. William Weiner. He has. He doesn't live in the village that's in crisis. No, he lives in the village in crisis. He okay. lived on an estate. He said uh, that there was. Uh, there was troubles in the next village. In the next village, which I'm not aware of, but right. he's but obviously keeping an eye. But on. there are more than one village. In, well, we know there are more than one villages in crisis. But okay, I like the fact that he's got CCTV footage in his yard. I can tell you, and I don't mean to besmirch people that live on that estate but i can tell you on that estate it's a new build estate so i know that you don't like new builds i don't like new build houses i think uh, I, because they're, they're littered with problems in the uk and i've always been of the opinion that everything's new until it's not yeah but that's true but when it's not it's had its settling down period everything's creaked and bent and been fixed yeah I guess if you're buying a new house, you're probably hoping that it's going to be perfect and there won't be any someone, problems. Someone was telling me about that estate um, the other day because I was talking to someone about it who is a plumber. Yeah. And he was saying that he got called to a job on that estate because the shower was leaking through from the top through to the dining room. Yeah. And he got there to investigate what was wrong and went up and took the shower tray off and they balanced it on a, a packing crate. Um, the builders when they're doing it because they're obviously against the clock to get it all in yeah so instead of fitting it properly like and getting it set they put uh, a, a packing crate underneath and balanced on that and then just put the you know that kind of plasticky silicon shit around the side that is proper cowboy <laughs> that is proper cowboy carpentry yeah. isn't it ah. yeah i mean okay yeah i mean obviously there's not a lot to say about that but I've I've moved into two new built uh, apartments and a new built house, and we've never had any real problems. But You're I'm, in Sweden, maybe there's a difference. But anyway, what I was going to say. Yeah. Well, actually, let's go back. Not sure if this was a personal message. What's he been doing? What have you been up to? What's he done to? <laughs> <laughs> what what he. <laughs> what con- what would justify an egg attack on yeah. your house? The rear of your house. Oh, the yard as well, yeah. Mm. Um, and what I was going to say 
um, when my point about not besmirching the residents of this estate is it's a new build estate. They haven't got like hectares for a yard. They've got a couple of patio doors and, and then they've got a bit, small patio area and maybe six metres of ground. Yeah. That's not a yard. Or maybe it is more of a yard. I'd say it's a yard. It's not a garden, it's is not it? Garden. Yeah, well, maybe. It's a garden, yeah, maybe. I think you've been panicky. Would you have CCTV <laughs> monitoring for Nicky? Pinnickety. So what's William Wiener done? An affair. Perhaps. But but Yeah, but, but the, is he had an affair with also a total Wiener's wife, so that instead of the guy coming to confront him, he'll go round the back of his house and chuck eggs at his house. Or maybe, 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 maybe the personal attacks not on the guy who's writing the message. Mm. Maybe it's on the wife. Maybe the wife has had an affair with the husband, and the husband's wife, the adulterer's wife, has chucked eggs at the house in retaliation to William Weiner. Perhaps, maybe, maybe he went to a free-range farm and selected the chicken he wanted. And a couple of other chickens clocked him and was like, oh, I'm going to keep an eye on that guy. When the gates opened, they clocked along, followed him home, shut out some eggs and then dropped him on his house. Doesn't seem realistic. You've not seen Chicken Run? <laughs> no. <laughs> All right, go on. Currently going through CCT for ch- CCTV footage of the yard. Anyway, this is a small thread, only two comments. Rita Reassurance comes in. Just the usual mindless hooliganism, William. And then I like this from her. Pity we haven't had some of the storms we keep being promised. Keep them off the streets. She wants storms? To keep hooligans off Off the streets. streets. Egg-throwing hooligans. That's that's extreme, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, you don't want a storm. No. No one wants a storm, really. I thought she was going to say... It's summertime. I thought she was going to say, shame we haven't had the storms we've been promised to wash away the egg mess from the house. That would have been better. Yeah. That's also a good solution to the ongoing dog shit crisis. Yeah, they wash all the <laughs> shit away. Into the drains and then back into your water. Um, and then Emily Egghouse concludes and she says, we've had this happen to us too. And the issue seems to have been resolved. So she sounds like she knows what's going on. Is Emily Oakhouse and William Wiener, are they in some way a synergy connected? She might be the uh, the other lady. It's a possibility. Maybe uh, they've stopped the affair. Yeah. Um, and there's no there's no need to throw eggs anymore. Yeah. Yeah. It's been resolved because we both told our partners about it and told them to stop throwing eggs at them. Oh, exactly. It's scaring the kids. Yeah, it's making, there's nothing worse than, like, I don't know if we touched on this last time, but an egg is a, on a, like on a car, or on a window, on a house or whatever, is a messy thing to get rid of. Sticks. Sticks, sticky. Yeah. If you um, combine it with, say, like, I don't know, flour and water. Yeah. It's like a pancake, isn't it? Yeah. Like pancake batter. Yeah. It's difficult. Yeah. Um, but there's other people in the village, so... That was alluding to some kind of underground mafiosa, the last one, wasn't it? Something's going on 
in the next village? Is he being targeted? Um, but the next thread, you know how they used to, like in the war and stuff, they used to put messages in like the Lonely Hearts things to oh, yeah. to like give a message. Before Tinder. Yeah. Yeah. Like, but if they like a spy wanted to pass a message to another spy, they'd they'd put something in the Lonely Hearts column to say, yeah, meet me at this bench. You've got a secret still here. Yeah, it's a bit early William Boyd, isn't it? It could be yeah. if I knew what you're talking about. Well, William Boyd was a spy novelist. Oh right. Or is. Okay. And if you read some of his uh, not very early books, like Ice Cream Wars and uh, right. uh, Brazilia Beach, mm-hmm. if you go a little bit like into the sort of 90s, early 2000s, that's the sort of stuff that he might have written in his novels. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. Recommend it. It's very good. Um, anyway, so I right. think I think that there is in the village um, swingers. I think there's swingers in the village, and I think they are using the Facebook page to communicate with each other. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, before you get going, right, because I don't know, <laughs> like, this is brilliant, because you didn't, I don't know if you knew, I don't think you knew this, obviously, no. um, but I was at your place, yeah, and you have a plastic, um, what's it called? The pink bird flamingo you have a pink plastic pink flamingo i don't have a plastic pink flamingo yeah you did no i didn't you did got a gold flamingo gold flamingo then mm-hmm. well flam- a pink flamingo in the window or front garden is a sign that you are a swinger really well i think in england it is either pampas grass right. or an upside down pineapple I mean, I think so. I'm not entirely sure. <laughs> Can't tell you for 100%. But... Well, like a real pineapple, fresh pineapple. Or like any kind of pineapple. Like just say so if you saw someone and they're wearing a pineapple necklace, but the pineapple's upside upside down. That's a sign of a swinger. Yeah. But... Really? <laughs> I, know the, I know the flamingo one. Well, the flamingo one's new to me. And now I know I'm going to get that flamingo in a more prominent position. <laughs> yeah. But anyway. So Lonely Hearts column. Mm-hmm. Well, not Lonely Hearts column. Covert Swingers Dons Le Village. And it starts with Karen Kinky. Yeah. Does anyone have a groaning plum tree that needs picking <laughs> with plums going spare? We'll happily give donation to you or to charity of your choice. When she says groaning plum tree, <laughs> she means frobbing penis. Like... A set of knackers. Yeah. Throbbing. Throbbing, pulsating. Just needs picking, <laughs> emptying. <laughs> the plums going splare. Does anyone have a groaning plum tree that need <laughs> that needs picking with plums going spare? So the plums going spare, I'd say, that's the extras. So you've got one person. Yeah. Groaning plum tree. Plums going spare extra people to the party yeah we'll happily give donation to you or the charity of your choice says to me that i want to get involved yeah i'll uh, donate my time and my effort let's just back it up one step and yeah. say this isn't a like just to cover all our bases it's okay. not a, a secret message to swingers, potential okay. swingers 
what the fuck is does that mean <laughs> if that if we took that as a literal message does yeah. anyone have a groaning plunger just <laughs> just <laughs> Why can you do that if you just want some plums? And fucking buy some plums. Yeah, some they plums. cost nothing at Tesco. Yeah. Or, or just put on. Um, has anyone got any spare plums? I'll, I, if you give me enough spare plums, <laughs> I'll use them for what I want to use them for. Yeah. And any, oh, I'll make you a plum pie. That would have been your message. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I'd never fucking say like. If I wanted plums, I'd go out and buy some plums. I mean, I'll tell you what, though. Uh, how about the fact that there's a lot of talk about uh, communities trying to sort of, like, help each other out. Like, yeah. the currency of, of society and community would be more along the lines of, oh, I need my windows cleaning. Yeah. Oh, I can clean your windows uh I'm looking for the part of my things. Like you can, you could I have some of your plums? Yeah, yeah. Um, I think that it, is this is just a really bad way of saying that this is like she's saying about the check, give the uh, yeah. the donation to charity your choice. And maybe that's a little bit. Yeah, what I would like to say is who verifies that? Everyone always says that, and I'm prepared to give some money to charity for this freebie. I go, okay, well, I want to see some kind of email response back from like gardeners. From the, no, I want to see that you union. put it on the give, give. It's just giving, giving yeah. yeah. Right, but no, it's probably not. I mean, and I want the donation to be at least £500. <laughs> <laughs> but he's really ecological plums. But no, like when we look through that and listen to the, the message that you read out, the one word, the one word that sticks out, that says that's probably not the case and this is a dirty call to swingering mm. what is that word for me it's groaning yes <laughs> <laughs> never have i ever watched fucking charlie dimmock on tv going oh this plum tree's groaning oh got a lovely groaning plum tree no <laughs> <laughs> what 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 uh what word would you use for for instead of groaning? I'll just take out the groaning element of it. Yeah. Um, is that say, an adjective? I think it is, isn't it? It's yeah. a describing word. Yeah. So I just, did anyone have a plum tree that needs picking with plums going spare? I mean, even then, overly um, overly heavy plum tree. No, no, get back into the swing here. Yeah. This is swinging. This is swing. Well, Paula Pimp comes in next. Right. How many do you need? <laughs> is, she, is she wearing a fur coat and swinging a cane as well? <laughs> yeah. How many do you need? How many do you need? Well, she hasn't specified what she's using them for. She just wants some plums. If you just said, if we were talking about Karen Kinky, how many plums do you reckon she needs? Three. Four, I'd say. Two in each end. Two in each end and five then were you talking about plums i'm talking about plums plums as bollocks um, uh, that's what, yeah you're not thinking what yeah, you yeah, thinking? i'm thinking about plums attached to i'm just thinking of it as a um, metaphor for cock no the plum like your your johnson is the tree i suppose <laughs> so the plum bollocks tree cock yeah, but if you say that, then the groaning plum tree is your dick. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's true. And doesn't he pick in? Pick in for me is vigorously rubbing. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> empty means emptying. Oh. With plums going, going spare. spare. No. Oh. Well, extra to go round. OK. OK. Calling code word comes in. This, again, this isn't a big thread because they don't want to get caught. Uh, calling code word comes in and says normally would do, but late frost did for my plums. Uh, he's, he's old and he had it last night and can't get it up. Can't provide. But he he wants he wants her to know that any other time without the late frost, he's got plums on offer. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> that is that's yeah. No, you're bang on the money there. Yeah. He's saying not right now, but don't stop asking. <laughs> <laughs> Keep me in mind. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I would come up with something like that if someone asked me out for a drink or a dinner. Well, like, no, I can't do it right now. Like, I haven't got enough money. Or, Sorry, late frost did like, for my plums. Like, late frost did for my plums. <laughs> but uh, don't, keep, don't stop asking because I will say yes at some point when the time's right, when, 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 the, when the stars align. And then Debbie Dirty Girl comes in. Yeah. And she says, the frost got ours as well. Just enough to make some jam would be lovely. Jesus, Debbie. Debbie girl just wants some jam. She wants some plum jam. Oh, I don't know what to say about that. I mean, is that the end of it? That's the end of that thread, I think. That, I mean, but they are among us, obviously. Yeah. Well, Australians... I think they're. I think you're, you're uh, naive to think that that doesn't go on, and I think that. The way that society rolls now, like, look at us. We're sitting here now, like, making jokes about it. Yeah. Whereas you could be a swinger. I could be a swinger. I would tell you, though. Would you? Or like, your wife. <laughs> she already knows. <laughs> um, so that's that. That's the... the and this is... I, I thought you'd quite like this little punchy update. Mm. Keeping it fresh, keeping it moving, keeping it buzzing. Um. Oh, my daughter has just walked past us and Lee has signified to her to get us two beers, please. <laughs> two beers, please. Yeah, I did. Uh, I'm not sure if she got my... Uh... That's why I had to uh, voice it so she knows. Yeah. Two beers, please. I, I did the whole uh, thumbs up, ring pull, drinking, can you sort it out? Didn't get a response. Not even a, not even a blink from her. She has chosen quite rightly to ignore you this week though well we haven't we haven't established that she's chosen me chosen to ignore me for the whole week but it we got on really well yeah anyway we're, we're flying we're buzzing we're getting on to the next uh, yeah the next little thread so this is um patricia public information and <laughs> um, so she comes on and says people may want to shut their windows there are a lot of flying ants about crazy um <laughs> we are in a, uh, uh, a a lovely villa mm. and every window you can open or door you can slide and every window has a uh, mosquito net across it and there, that's my daughter coming in <laughs> uh, thank, oh, you. thank you oh, very yeah, of you. Yes. Well, the beers have arrived now 
There we go. Look, can you hear this noise? Oh, hey. <laughs> holiday, <laughs> holiday. Anyway, um, yeah, we've got mosquito nets on every window, and they. I mean, I don't know why every country doesn't have them. Um, like England should have them all year round as well. No, no, I'd say no. Why not? Because the summer is getting longer and hotter. And flying ants are out there. Yeah. Um, we're in Mosquito and Wasp Mecca uh, in this villa, aren't we? There are a lot of wasps. I tried to uh, build a wasp trap. Um, I attracted a lot of wasps, but didn't trap any. No, but he had the half of it done. It, he made a wasp magnet. But my point is this. Well, not my point. My question is this. This but all the public information has come on. She said people may want to shut their windows. There are a lot of flying ants out. Have why have you put this message in? She's trying to help people. Like she's trying, she's she's clearly had a problem. She's had her windows open. Flying ants have flown in. Flying ants don't fly into houses. They might have flown into Patricia Public Information's house. And that's why she's done that. I think you're being a bit harsh on her. I mean, there are a lot of flying ants about. Are there though? So, mostly the question comes in next. Yeah. Does anyone know why? Question mark. Question mark. You got any idea? No, I can't answer that. I can answer that. It's fucking summer, Simone. But why do ants? Why? Why? Because uh, their ants are around like from spring to autumn, right? Mm-hmm. Why are flying ants? How do they come about? Well, do you know the answer to that? There's a link here um, that Wendy Wildlife has put on, and she puts, I find it fascinating, and there's a thing about Flying Ant Day. Have you never heard of Flying Ant Day? No. Well, when you lived in England, you didn't say, oh, it's Flying Ant Day, and all the ants come out, and they start flying around, and then that's it, done. No. My mum used to take a kettle. Mm Mm-hmm to ants on the street to wash them away on the street yeah but she dislikes ants that much she didn't just guide her own terrain go out like with boiling water and attack ants willy-nilly on the streets of wallingford it was reading back then mm. but um bloody hell she must have been busy <laughs> <laughs> there's that nutty cow with a kettle again <laughs> A cauldron on her back no but that, there's all sorts of stuff like that when you were a kid weren't there yeah, putting salt on slugs. Putting salt on slugs. Sarah's mum still does that. Really? Yeah. That's not very nice. But you know what slugs are called in Swedish? Uh, slugs? <laughs> <laughs> no, they're called murder snails. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. Murder sneegler. Murder sneegler. <laughs> um, do they kill snails? No, I don't think so. No, I don't think so. Without a protective shell, are they more likely to be murdered themselves by birds and salt and wielders? Can they move faster without the shell? Because they're only really in danger when they're in open rain. You know what brings slugs out? The rain. A bit of rain. Yeah. They, and when they, but snails as well, yeah. they rain, they, can, they love like a paving slab or something. Yeah. 
I went to school with a lad and his dad used to uh, have, is it African snails? The big the giant land snails. Yeah. yeah. He, has to, he used to have a collection of them. It, cool. He, he also lived, he was an artist. He also lived in uh, a house which was in the local graveyard. Spooky. So spooky. Yeah, if you're living in graveyards and keeping snails and stuff. You're a bit wacky. You're a bit out there, aren't you? Yeah. He smoked a lot of weed as well. He did. Yeah. Had it all going on. Yeah. I bet you had some massive paranoia from time to time. <laughs> um, What's your least favourite insect? Wasps. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not a massive fan of wasps. I don't like mosquitoes. There are so many mosquitoes in Sweden in the summer. I mean, I look like... I look like the worst crack addict ever, like, or heroin addict. Like, it looks like I've tried to main, mainline into every part of my lower body. My legs are all scabbed up. They bite the veins, don't they? They go for the absolute salt. Yeah. Do you know what really, really disturbs me? It's when there's a, a fat mosquito on your arm or something. Mm. You slap it and it's full of blood. Yeah. And it's probably not yours. Yeah. That, you just think to yourself. That could be sheep blood. That, well, that's could be somebody with HIV. Could be. Can you get infected that way? Uh, it's a long shot. Get malaria. Um, going back to slugs, do you know if you eat a slug, yeah, it can kill you. It's got a certain type of bacteria on that can might just kill your brain. That's that, why they're called murder snails. Maybe that's it. Yeah, eat a snail, right that's fine. Don't eat a slug, it's going to kill you. Yeah. And if you go to eat snail, that's just cooking it. I didn't know that. Yeah, from a reputable uh, snail dealer. I didn't know that, but it doesn't surprise me that that's the case. Yeah. But will it kill birds and stuff? No, because they've evolved differently. You know Michael Winner? Yes. He uh, had a bad oyster and ended up in a coma. Did he? From uh, I don't know if a lot of people know that. That's true. (laughs) Not a lot of people know that. (laughs) I had a bad oyster... Um, when I came to visit you in Sweden and it was the day before we flew home and I had horrendous food poisoning on a Ryanair flight. (laughs) I remember it was my 40th birthday. The next morning I came downstairs to say goodbye to you and uh, Sally was uh, in the hallway. We have the Mm. bathroom downstairs as well in the hallway and um, I could tell something was up a miss a miss mm. and i said to her what's up and she said uh neil's not good and i went <laughs> what do you mean not good at all and i opened the door and there you were in the bathroom in a proper mess yeah i'd spent that night lying on the floor kind of in a semicircle round the toilet holding onto it and then occasionally yeah. bringing myself up to be sick but there's also that kind of illness where sometimes you've got the quandary that it needs to come out the other end Ooh. but then you worried about being sick while you're that's it uh, there were 10 people at that dinner mm-hmm. um i think eight seven or eight had oysters yeah and five or six got bad yeah uh i was one of the least affected but there were a lot of people in yeah. You told me afterwards, didn't you? It made a kind of local trade industry press. And it was something that sourced the oysters from France. And there'd been floods in France that meant the oyster farms had been um, 
infiltrated with human shit from sewage. Yeah, there was an overflow yeah. of the sewage and it went into the oyster farms and basically it washed through all the oysters and the oysters, as they're a living mm. uh, organism, sucked in the human feces. Yeah. Uh, and that's what we had on my 40th. And that's really nice. And, uh, <laughs> Happy birthday. <laughs> Oh God. Um, we've got another thread, but maybe I'll save it because it's quite long. And this, you know, I'm on holiday. You're on holiday. Um, we've got terrible Wi-Fi, so this is going to take ages to download. Uh, but uh, so far, everyone's been really nice. I've been kind to yeah. nice people. I, I really, in, I know that I'm already in love with Greece. Yeah. And Corfu. I've like I do everywhere I go that I enjoy. I start looking at web pages to see how much it would cost to buy a little house here. Yeah. Uh, it's out of my budget. It's out. It's out of my budget as well. I've looked. If we get some more listeners, though, it'd be quite nice to. But especially, imagine if the listeners we did have. Mm. The no, no, no. Yeah. Lee's just farted, and usually he's in his own little study on his wife's laptop. But we're together today, so <laughs> I get the full experience. Um, but imagine if the listeners we did have, if every listener shared it on their social <laughs> Not media. That, <laughs> when it was you that did it. Yeah, sounds like the kind of thing someone who just fight might say. But imagine if every listener that we had went on their social media and said, I'm listening to this great podcast. You should listen to it. Yeah. Um, It wouldn't do anything for you, but, you know, we'd be really pleased, wouldn't we? We would. Yeah. I don't understand why people don't share it more, because all they have to do is literally click, click. Yeah. Like, uh, share, like, share. Like, share. Subscribe, like, share. Yeah. Uh, these guys are amazing. Yeah. Follow us on Followers. Twitter and Instagram and, and share all that and shit. On Facebook. Yeah. yeah. Just, But they don't. I mean, that's good friends that aren't doing it. No one's doing it. They're not doing it on their Facebook page. I think half, They're not saying I think, good friends. I think half of our close friends aren't doing it out of spite. <laughs> I think you might be right. Jealousy. <laughs> at, at best, envy. <laughs> envy. <laughs> at worst, spite. Yeah. Maybe we've come to realise that the people we perceive as our close friends do not like us. I think they like us, but, you know, I think that... Uh, and they're sick of us being more successful than them. Say it. Yeah. I mean, in our... I don't mind getting out there and saying that there's maybe one of our close friends that's more successful than us. I'd say there's more than that. Would you? Yeah, we can discuss off air. I think we should. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, until next week, listeners, thank you so much for listening. Please like and share and subscribe. And uh, one thing I'd like to say at the start of of this podcast, it was recording from our little me trying to get you. Come on, Lee, we've got to do this podcast. So I spent about an hour and a half this afternoon in here. That's not true. About 20 minutes. Bullshit. Trying to prepare, missing the afternoon sun, trying to prepare the podcast and, and get it going. And then you, as ever, with being obnoxious when I was trying to get you in, you saw a boat that went past that you liked. It was a beautiful boat. <laughs> it was a big, like, old pirate ship kind of sailing boat. So what I'm going to do anyway. Like the Jolly Roger went past. It was interesting. I wanted to open the windows. But oh, Hold on, hold on. Yeah, go on. What I'm going to do is I'm going to... <laughs> At the end of this podcast now, I'm just going to put the bit we had recorded at the start so you could just hear a bit of insight into into our lives. How about what, did you record stuff? Well, it was recording when you came and sat down, yeah. What? I didn't know that. Well. What did I say? <laughs> <laughs> well, surprise, surprise. <laughs>
<laughs> so there we go. So that will be it. And then we will be back next week with yeah. more tales from the village in crisis. We, we will have had a week's holiday by then. Um, yeah. So who knows what will have happened. We're going to have some hilarious holiday banter. Oh, we're going to have so much material. Yeah. Um, but if we don't, we'll just go back to the Facebook page and get some more shit from there. Oh, boat. Look at that. If we open up the windows, take the blinds away and take a picture of the boat through the window, that'll look really good. Here you go. Open the window. Just fucking for the life of God. How often do we not? You're taking a photo from the... Yeah, but we could get a better photo with the... Oh, then it would look good on Instagram. Oh, yeah. Don't be artistically. No. Why would you do that? Fucking autistic. (laughs) (laughs) Is this what you do, is it? Yeah, this is how it, this is how, oh, it, this is how it works. Yeah. yeah. This is the engine room. Done. Right, shut up. Well, well, well. And that's the end of another encounter with the villagers. Hope your week isn't as stressful as theirs. And tune in next week for more Village in Crisis.